This is a throwdown, a showdown. Hell no, Rob Faye Nation can't slow down. It's gonna go. First offense. All the mix. Okay, party people in the house. You're about to witness something you've never witnessed before. Yeah, hustle in the house. Yeah, hustle in the what is going on? I'm Rob Faye. Welcome to your Tuesday edition of Sports Bar Radio. It is the ninth day in November. Overcast skies here in Vancouver, wherever you are. I hope you're staying warm and getting ready for a big week of sports. We're going to get into everything, aren't we? We're going to talk NHL, NBA. We're going to talk about the UFC. Chandler calling out McGregor as McGregor heals. That's just because Chandler wants the big money. Everybody's still looking at Mystic Mac as a big payday. We're going to get into that, and we're going to get into so much more. But first, let me get you to that one story that rises above everything else. Let me get you to the lead. We've scoured the globe for the stories that matter to you. Okay, well, let's be honest. Rob picks most of the stories, so maybe they matter more to him? Anyways, pull up a chair and let our bartender pour you a cold one because there's a lot going on in your world today. I was having a conversation the other day with a friend who is a very big CFL fan, and we were talking about the league as a whole, and I, of course, was the glass half-empty guy. I was talking about the fact that they had, what, 16, 18 months, and there weren't any dramatic changes during COVID. When everybody got to step away, certain leagues were able to step up and try to better themselves. We had heard about this from Randy Ambrosi, the commissioner of the Canadian Football League, that they were going to try and, by all means necessary, try to improve this league, but it is very much the same. So after I sat there and kind of berated the league for a second, I kind of circled back and I said, you know what, but it is still great to have the Canadian Football League back. Then we got talking about the BC Lions, which led us to the state of football in the province of British Columbia, which in my estimation, and correct me if I'm wrong, hit me up on Twitter at Rob Fay, R-O-B-F as in Frank A-I, correct me if I'm wrong on this one, that the state of football is in worse shape than it has been in decades. Let me explain. So you've got Simon Fraser University, who right now is absolutely just getting boat raced every year against everybody that they play in their conference. Sure, some of the games are close, but they're not winning games. One game a year at most. Then you look at the BC Lions, who in the last two years have, and again, not all of this is the fault of their own. Their owner, David Braley, passes away. Their general manager decides to look for greener pastures and their head coaching for what it is hasn't been what I think we thought it would be with Rick Campbell. Mike Riley is aging, looks a little disinterested at times. The offensive line for the BC Lions is as miserable as any teams in the Canadian Football League. That's a Kelly Bates production, by the way. So this is the problem, is the Whitecaps have re-emerged. And even in the face of all of the adversity that they've gone through, the Whitecaps seem to be back. The Vancouver Canucks can do no wrong. They will always be the big ticket in town when the Vancouver Canadians finally make their way back to Nat Bailey. You know we will go out there in droves as well. Junior hockey is thriving. The Abbotsford Canucks are all of a sudden making a little bit of noise. Hell, the Fraser Valley Bandits basketball organization now at the Langley Event Center is starting to make their own waves out in the Valley. And yet the BC Lions, the Canadian Football League, and even our university scene, nowhere to be found. UBC, yes, they are a blip on the radar. They have had a decent season. But again, out at Point Grey, you're not hearing about it very much. Howard Samura or Steve Ewan might cover it once every couple of weeks in the Vancouver province, but it is not a part of the norm. So would it be fair to say 
that of all of the different sports that have re-emerged as COVID loosens its grip on our society, that football has taken it on the chin the most. I think you can make that claim. Because as it stands right now, university football is invisible, and the BC Lions are going to miss the postseason, and they have a lot of work to do. You can sit here and talk about Dome and their new owner, and you can sit here and talk about brighter days ahead, but it is a long way from being what we would expect if we're going to go and spend our hard-earned money down at BC Place. You go down because you want to be a part of the experience. But right now, this team is brutal. If there's a way to lose, they are finding it. And what's worse is you don't want to kick them when you're down. You want to be happy for your team now that they're back and they had to wait more than a season to finally get back to BC Place. And yet, this is what they brought back to BC Place. So what do you do? Because the one thing that I will say in defense of the BC Lions is you could probably see this one coming through the forest and then through the closer trees and then right up in your face. You could see the struggles that lay ahead. Because when you don't have that opportunity to scout, when you don't have your senior executive in-house and in order, when you have a new coach that hasn't had a lot of time to work with that new quarterback and the offensive line hasn't had a lot of time and there's no running game, I don't know what else to say. But I think what I'll say, just to sum this point up, is that it is too bad because the BC Lions could have been right in the conversation with the Vancouver Canucks, with the Vancouver Whitecaps, with everybody. And instead, they have stumbled around for the last two months, seven losses in a row. And that is just unacceptable in the CFL. Let's get to the rest of the news of the day. we got a lot to get to. We're going to talk about baseball, some Toronto Blue Jays in the news for all the right reasons. Cha-ching. And we will also talk about the NHL and so much more. Let me get you to that one room in this sports bar where we house it all. Let me get you to the VIP room. You knew tonight was going to be a good night, didn't you? Guys, the ladies don't want you wasting their time. So get to the point. 10 topics, 10 minutes. Hold on to your drinks because we're about to bring you the entire world of sports before the DJ can pull out the vinyl for his next set. Welcome to the VIP room. Okay, let's start with a very busy night in the NHL. There are 10 games coming your way before the end of the night. Let's get you some Canadian content as the Ottawa Senators find themselves in Boston who have dominated the Senators. In their last 10 meetings, Boston is 9-1 against Ottawa and so far this season are a perfect 4-0 at home against any opposition. Ottawa's got their hands full in this one as Boston comes in as the heavy, heavy favorites at minus 300. Over-under in this one is 5 and a half Boston should win and that total will definitely go over and that is all despite the fact that Boston is just five and four this season Montreal at the Bell Center to take on the Los Angeles Kings how about this the Habs are three and ten this season and just two and five at home taking on a Los Angeles team that has been pretty good I think Vancouver Canuck fans realize that some of these California teams might be a little bit better than advertised Los Angeles six five and one this season but have struggled on the road despite the fact that they put a boatload of shots on net Los Angeles's offense ranks seventh in the NHL when it comes to shots on net they are right in the middle of the pack when it comes to goals Montreal has been brutal offensively of the 30 two teams in the NHL. They are 31st in goals and their PK ranks 26th out of 32. This one could go either way, but Montreal is 2-1 against the Los Angeles Kings in their last three head-to-head meetings. 
Edmonton finds her way into Little Caesars Arena to take on the Detroit Red Wings. And man, it's tough to bet against the Edmonton Oilers, who walk in with a 9-1 record. Detroit's not been bad this year, 6-5-2 overall, but Edmonton just so red hot right now. They have yet to lose on the road. They're a perfect 3-0 and are riding a four-game winning streak, which includes a 2-1 victory over Vancouver and a 6-5 victory over the Rangers. That one back on Saturday. So again, Edmonton is rested. Edmonton's scoring at will and they are taking on a Detroit Red Wings team that is getting better, but not quite there yet. Edmonton's offense is awesome. Number one in the NHL in goals. They have the number one power play in the NHL as well. And get a load of this. Detroit's penalty kill ranks 22nd out of 32. Note to the Red Wings, stay out of the box tonight. St. Louis Blues and their 7-2-1 record walking into Canada Life Center to take on the Winnipeg Jets later on tonight. St. Louis 3-3 three three in their past six games, but if you pull the lens back a little bit, they are 7-3 in their past 10 games. And they've been very good on the road as well. 4-1-1 one one this season, but Winnipeg has been awesome at home. So who knows which way this one's going to go. Winnipeg is 4-1 in Manitoba and trying to avenge a 2-0 loss to the Islanders back on Saturday night. Winnipeg, the slight favorite in this game with 54% of the money in Las Vegas going the way of the Jets. St. Louis, again, coming out with a very good start to their season. And a lot of that has to do with their power play. They are ranked number two behind the Edmonton Oilers in power play efficiency in the NHL. Many of us are asking, when will the bubble burst with the Calgary Flames, who are hosting the San Jose Sharks tonight at the Saddle Dome? That one's set to go at 6 o'clock Pacific. Flames are 7-1-3 and three this season, but taking on a San Jose Shark team, who, much like the Kings, exceeding expectations in the Pacific Division. San Jose coming into this game 6-4-1, but the story right now is... He's all about Jacob Markstrom. When he is on, he is lethal. But in his three shutouts over his past five games, each of those wins have been by at least four goals. In the last two one-goal games for the Calgary Flames, they've lost both of them. So let's see if San Jose can keep this one close and maybe sneak out of the Saddle Dome with a victory tonight. Calgary at home, by the way, 2-0-3 and San Jose 3-2 on the road. And I know what you're thinking. Yes, we will get there. Anaheim Ducks getting ready to take on the Vancouver Canucks tonight down at Rogers Arena. Very big game for the Vancouver Canucks. Coming off of that decisive victory that was much needed, the 6-3 victory over the Dallas Stars. Anaheim, again, another California team that's been exceeding expectations. 6-4-3 in this one. Anaheim walking into town red hot after that six-game losing streak. Anaheim has completely flipped the script. They've now won four games in a row, and the total has gone over in seven of Anaheim's last ten games. And the Ducks might like the fact that they're playing the Canucks tonight in their last three head-to-head -head meetings dating back to two seasons ago. Anaheim is a perfect 3-0 against the Vancouver Canucks, as Vancouver at home this year, a submissive 2-4. All right, let's get you to the National Basketball Association. Toronto Raptors getting ready to take on the Boston Celtics at TD Garden. Raptors, for what it's worth, have kept their head above water despite the fact that this is not a team that features a Kawhi, that is not a team that features Kyle Lowry, but yet still find ways to win, and they're doing it with the defense right now. Toronto's offense ranks 22nd in the league, but their defense, which is why they're winning games, is the fourth best defense in the National Basketball Association. The Raptors are 2-5 and five at home, but tonight, walk into Boston, a perfect 4-0 on the road. Other games of note have a couple of 7-3 teams going head-to-head -to -head tonight at the United Center. Dallas and the Mavericks coming into Chicago to take on the Bulls. 
The Mavs, winners of four of their past five, and they're putting up a lot of points to do it. They have hit triple digits in six of their last seven games. Whereas Chicago's coming off a 118-95 win over the Brooklyn Nets in a game that at one point they trailed by 14, ended up winning that game by 23. Over-under in this game is 212.5. That seems a little heavy for me. Despite the fact that Dallas's offense is rolling, Chicago's defense has been pretty good as of late. Ranking fifth in the association, I would take the under. This one going under 212 points. All right, let's go to the diamond where for the first time in nearly two years, Major League Baseball's general managers are actually going to get together face to face. And some of these GMs got a little bit of money to burn. And it is said that Toronto could be one of the busiest clubs of all of these teams in Major League Baseball. And what they did last season is a part of the reason that there's optimism in the six. Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro, the Jays' front office last year, finding Steven Matz and Marcus Semien. Robbie Ray was there as well. And, of course, Marcus Semien, a gold glover. Robbie Ray could win the Cy Young. And Steven Matz, even though he wasn't qualified, is definitely in the conversation for Ross Atkins. So what is the goal for Ross Atkins at these upcoming meetings? Obviously, they want to find out what the temperature is on both Ray and Semien. When it comes to dollar figures, Steven Matz might get a couple of suitors as well. They're just trying to figure out what they're going to do in the event that some of these players don't come back. I would say the things that they have to address include the bullpen, and as good as it was for the Blue Jays this year in the rotation for the most part, they're probably going to need one, if not two more quality arms to make sure that that rotation in the very, very tough American League East is competitive. The question is, in particular, if they can't get Robbie Ray back in that rotation because he's simply getting too much money from somebody else, and trust me, somebody is going to throw the potential Cy Young winner a big, big check, do the Blue Jays simply stand pat and try to build from within, or do they do what they've done over the last couple of years, and that is go out and sign a big name like a Hyun Jun Ryu? The money is there. It is just a question of which direction Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro want to go. Okay, the NFL power rankings are out as we reach the midway point of the season, and even without Kyler Murray, the Arizona Cardinals are the top team power ranking-wise in the National Football League with a record of 8-1. Tennessee jumped a bunch after a really impressive victory on the weekend. A lot of that has to do with their defensive line. Previously ranked at number 8, the Titans coming in at number 2 with a record of 7-2. Green Bay Packers in at number 3. The Packers have great defense as well. And even though they lost to the Chiefs this past Sunday only fell one spot. Rounding out the top five, the Rams at 7-2, ranking in at number four. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 6-2, coming in in the five slot. Where, oh where, are the Dallas Cowboys? Well, they dropped five spots all the way down to number seven, and the Seattle Seahawks find themselves at number 21, but will get Russell Wilson back behind center. His finger injury has, I guess, healed enough to the point that the doctors have cleared him, and the big man is going to be throwing the ball for the Seahawks, and they'll need him as they're getting ready to take on Green Bay. Well, fresh off of his loss at UFC 268 with Justin Gagey, Michael Chandler calling out for a fight with Conor McGregor. Chandler on social media yesterday saying that he is ready to take on the former two-division world champion as his next opponent. And it didn't take long, but Mystic Mac did respond to Chandler's challenge, accepting for some time in the future. Notorious One saying, quote, I'm down at some stage for sure. Great fight the other night, Mike. Congrats. That could be construed as a bit of a backhanded compliment, considering that Chandler got his face kicked in by Justin Gagey. Colby Covington coming off a loss at the hands of Kamaru Usman, now looking at Jorge Masvidal as his next fight, and Masvidal also didn't take long to respond. Masvidal saying, quote, gonna expose the fake real soon, 
like father, like son, and there's a picture of Covington on the left and U.S. President Joe Biden on the right. Also adding that the streets do not belong to the fake. There were also rumblings recently about a Kamaru Usman crossover fight against Canelo Alvarez. Dana White shutting it down saying, quote, let's stop this shit. And very quickly, to all you college football fans south of the border, the AP Top 25 coming out. Georgia getting all 63 votes. They are perfect 9-0. Good enough for the number one ranking in the country. Cincinnati at 9-0, ranking two, followed by Alabama at three. And Oklahoma, who's a perfect 9-0, finding themselves into the four slot. Those knocking on the door, a bunch of 8-1 and one teams. Oregon is five, Ohio State is six, Notre Dame is seven, and Michigan State eight, Michigan is nine. Again, all of those teams, Oregon, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Michigan State, and Michigan, all at eight and one, waiting for one of those top teams, Georgia, Cincy, Alabama, or Oklahoma, to slip up. Is there any team that could? Well, Oklahoma's getting ready to trounce Baylor. New Mexico State's going to get boat rushed by Alabama. The only team that might, and I'm saying this a really big might, Georgia has to go into Tennessee, and Tennessee always has the ability to knock off one team in a given year. Could it be the Bulldogs, who are just absolutely flawless, heading towards the finish line and the SEC championship? All right, there it is, another edition of Sports Bar Radio. I, I do have to say one thing very quickly. So today, this morning, and just to get off the sports tip here, if you're with me, uh, I appreciate you listening right to the end. I have felt terrible the whole day. So my daughter, Jada had her driving test today in New Westminster. She was supposed to go to ICBC, be there for 920, uh, and away she goes. There was a boatload of traffic between Port Coquitlam and New Westminster. I think you know where I'm going with this story. We showed up at the ICBC facility at 924. We were four minutes late after, of course, the 15-minute grace period that they give you, and they turned her down. And I just remember thinking to myself, man, as I tried to plead my case with the ladies that were telling us that we were a little too late, I just said, come on, guys. I said, I have worked so hard. And I think my problem was, it wasn't the fact that we were late. If we're late, we're late. That's fine. But I hated failing in front of my kid. It really stung. And you know what the best part about it was, is I know I've raised a good one. She looked at me in front of both of the ladies and she said, dad, it's okay. We could just reschedule. I worked so hard. We went through so many back roads and U-turns, and I was sweating trying to get through the streets of Poco, and then just wasn't meant to be. She has wanted to get her license for so long. Today was the day she was supposed to get it, and uh, I was a little late getting out of the house, and in turn, we were a little late because of the traffic, and uh, she didn't even get a chance to test. And it's going to be a little while before she gets another opportunity, and I have felt miserable. But I take solace in the fact that my daughter was mature enough to get it. She knows I goofed up. She didn't make me feel bad about it. And uh, brighter days ahead. All right, let's wrap. Now we can wrap it up. I just had to get that off my chest. I'm very sorry. All right, let's wrap things up. I want to say a very special thank you to all of my friends over at Equity Guru, to Chris Perry, the founder. Thank you for this golden opportunity and to everybody behind the scenes, Gainlet Hassan and the irreplaceable Priscilla Choi. Until you and I get together on Wednesday, I promise I won't be late for this show. Hope you'll join me. And uh, again, please feel the need if you want to, to review, subscribe, share, do whatever it takes to help us continue to grow Sports Bar Radio. Let's you and I get together tomorrow, all right? I'm Rob Fay. Have yourself a fantastic afternoon. You're listening to Sports Bar Radio with Rob Fay, brought to you by Equity Guru. Equity Guru, investment information for millennials and madmen.